The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to Cast the Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? What's up, Don? What up, people out there? Glad that you could join me once again, Anwar, as we're going to talk about nights 8 through 10 of the G1 tournament. We're moving right along. We're about, oh, 15 so days until the end of the tournament. So, a couple more weeks oh, left. No, no, no. <laughs> I want, no, I don't want it ever to end, psych. <laughs> yeah, a couple more weeks left, and then we'll be having the finals. So, we'll start with night eight. In night eight action, we start off with Juice Robinson versus Yano. Juice blocks the low blow. He hits the left handed guy, and then he hits Pope Friction. And Juice gets the win over Yano. Man, I was I was just kind of happy that match was over. <laughs> yeah, it was happy. a it was a you know quick little match that like we said a night off for Juice, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he got a and he got the win. He got two points, so not much more that that he could ask for uh, to start off the evening. Next, we had Goto versus Taichi. The GTR is countered as Taichi grabs the ref. He hits the low blow, and he gets the ghetto clutch on Goto for the win. Uh, I like the story of the match. I like what they were trying to attempt, but it's just like it was overbooked nonsense, and I was happy it was over at the end. You didn't like the... Uh... The, 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 the ref and the outside interference is just what you just weren't feeling it? It's just like I, the stuff that I really wanted to see, I was not fucking with it. Not feeling it. So, nah. This is just one of those matches. Uh, yeah. I know the match that you're waiting for. It's the reason why you were like, get this one out of my screen. John Moxley faced off against Shingo. The knee trembler by Mox by Moxley connects, but Shingo keeps firing back and hits a maiden in Japan for a near fall. Moxley goes back to the knee. They trade and Moxley counterslash at the dragon. He hits the knee trembler and he hits another knee trembler for a two count. He then puts Shingo in the clover leaf and Shingo taps out. This match was awesome. This is one of the better matches Moxley had in the tournament. I love the work that Shingo did throughout it. I'm loving a lot of Shingo's matches. Not surprising me. And also, you got to give him props because a lot of times people do these like limb work and take this, this punishment, but then don't take the L versus uh, because of it. Or they kind of throw it to the back burner and still do their finishing move that maybe rely on that injured part. <laughs> so, Shingo's the man. And Moxley, um, Moxley showed some versatility, added new stuff. So, yeah, this is this is one of his best matches of the tournament. You can go with this or go with Ishii. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I, I really enjoyed uh, the story that they told about these guys and their history from Dragon Gate and mm-hmm. how that played into it. And uh, the submission was a good twist uh, for Moxley to win a match. You know, he'd been winning all his matches with the Death Rider. So it was a good twist to show that he could go to something else if he needed to. And in the loss, Shingo continues to uh, have breakout performances. So very, very, very good match between those two. Next up, the Switchblade, Jay White. He takes on Jeff Cobb. They work into counters, a low blow by White, and the sleeper suplex follows. Blade Runner is countered into a German by Jeff Cobb. Tour of the Islands is then countered into the Blade Runner, and Jay White gets the win. And this shit was just a match for me. I was like, mm. and it's, it's it's not awful, but it's just it's just it just was there. I wasn't with it. Jay White. Uh, you know, he's doing his heel stuff, so he's doing a lot of powdering. He's getting that in and out of the ring and stalling a lot, especially against bigger guys like Jeff Cobb. So the matches kind of start off really slow, and I think that's kind of what's hindering Jay White this year as compared to last year, where last year, you know, he was a heel too, but he was more of a kick-ass heel, so he was, you know, running into things as far as the fights where this year he's kind of taking his time and every match has a, you know, real slow beginning. So I see how you can get out of it really fast because it takes a while for the action to pick up. The, can we have, can we have a conversation about Cobb? Sure. How do you feel about him in this tournament? He hasn't had anything like since the opening night when he or of the B block when him and uh, Ishii faced off. So, you know, um, he's left a little bit to be desired as far as I'm concerned. After that very first night, I was thinking that, uh, you know, he was going to have the run that Lance Archer is currently having. So I, I was totally off on, uh, on that uh, prognostication. Yeah, none of us had, like, do, what happened, happened. None of us had Archer being as good. A lot of us probably had Cobb being good. And I know we, it's fans in the, in the fan base feel a certain way about the guy I'm about to speak to speak about, but a lot of people thought, oh, let's just substitute one person, and then it'll be like, whatever, F that other dude. They definitely missed Igor Elgin in this tournament. <laughs> yeah, there is a certain um, I, because he was so established in New Japan. You know, he, he had a three-year, you know, worth of credibility with those people. And Jeff Cobb, you know, he had a couple of hits here and there, but nothing sustainable and nothing really eye-catching. So I still think people are still kind of warming up to him. He hasn't grab the attention of the people the same way uh, John Moxley has where, you know, they both kind of come in with relative uh, thin New Japan resumes, but one guy has captured the imagination of the people and the other one has it. Yep. Nailed it. Naito versus Ishii, our main event for night eight. We get a headbutt by Ishii, the big lariat, and then Ishii comes for a two count. 
Ishii looks for the brain buster, but Naito counters into the rolling kick. Naito hits the short Destino for good near fall. Naito fires up, and Ishii counters Destino. Naito counters back into a DDT, and Ishii pops right back up, and he hits a sliding lariat for two. Naito counters the brain buster, and he hits the Mikinochu driver for another two count. Naito then hits the Destino, and he finally gets the pin on Ishii. Hey man, <laughs> this match, this this card needed that match because <laughs> it was some, it was some, yeah, it was some stinkers on this show <laughs> as far as block matches. I think the break might have, uh, it was a long break in between uh, night seven and night eight. So I think that that break might have, you know, people had to kind of get work back up into the, the lather again. Mm, or maybe the matches was enough to snuff. It could be both. It could be one or the other. But yeah, just another awesome match between Ishii and I. So it's nothing new here. They have established like, this over many years they just wrestled each other at a higher level they have just great chemistry this is this ain't nothing new so it was an awesome match indeed Ishii continues to deliver Naito started out slow but he seems to be finding his stride in the last few nights so we'll see how he continues to progress up the ladder now it's time to go to night nine as Kota Ibushi faced off against Lance Archer to start off night nine. Archer heads up top and the moonsault misses. Archer teases Blackout, but he gets countered. Ibushi has the knee pad down and Boombaye connects. Archer kicks out at two. The Kamagoye connects, but Archer won't go down. Ibushi follows with the second Kamagoye and he finally gets to pin on Lance Archer. Another good match from Archer. Yep. <laughs> Nothing in Ibushi having another good match as well. It just kind of did like how he, like Archer shook off the Kamagoya the first one. You had to hit him with two. Kind of establishing even more as a monster hill. Like, not just going to put out the monster hill with some, like the basic version. You got to hit him with the hardest shit. <laughs> I really like this match a lot. I really like Kota Ibushi getting tested and, and having to go against a bigger, stronger opponent and him having to try to allow his speed and his combinations and his strikes. And uh, Lance Archer is just, you know, one of the major players in this year's tournament. He may not be racking up as many wins as he did to start out. But his matches have been very entertaining, and he's been right there, very close. He could go either way. Uh, you really don't know who's going to win until the finish, and, and that's really good. Oh, yep, yep. Will Ospreay faced off against Bad Luck Fale. The Bad Luck Fall is countered. We get a hook kick by Ospreay, and the Stormbreaker is fought off. Osprey hits the hidden blade for a two count. The Oz cutter connects for a two as Chase Owens pulls out the ref. Jado gets in, but Osprey takes him out. Owens attacks Osprey, but Osprey fights him off. Owens hits Osprey with the kendo stick, followed by the package power driver, but there's still no ref. Finally, Red Shoe slides in. He counts one, two, and then he shoots Fale a middle finger disqualifies <laughs> Bad Luck Fale and awards the win to Will Ospreay. 
Oh, man, I love that shit. I, I, the match itself, I wasn't really here for it, but I was definitely here for Red Shoes coming and doing that shit because it was a great callback to last year when Fale was doing all that bullshit. And, and Red Shoes gave him the double middle finger. <laughs> so seeing Red Shoes do that again, that instantly made me think about that from last year. And I saw I busting out last, and I was like, yeah, Red Shoes MVP for that match. <laughs> yeah, this one had uh, a lot of similarities to the matches that Fale had last year. Lots of outside interference, ref bumps, a lot of dirty heel tactics, but... Uh, Red Shoes was uh, one step ahead of the Bully Club on this one. So, Young Will Osprey is still alive with a chance to win the block with that win over Bad Luck Fale. Mm-hmm. Now, for my favorite match of the evening, Zack Sabre Jr. faced off against Evil. Everything is Evil gets countered into pin attempts, and the European Clutch gets two counts. Zack Sabre Jr. attacks the arm, hits a PK, but he can't follow up, and he hits another PK for a two count. Evil counters the Zack Driver with a headbutt, but Zack gets the Cobra Twist. Evil counters other out of the Cobra Twist into the Darkness Falls, but he can't make the cover. Everything is evil is countered into a cradle. They work into counters, and Ishii, I mean, excuse me, Evil catches Zack Sabre Jr. with everything is evil, and Evil gets the win. Hey, man, Evil and Zach have good chemistry, and it was good to see Evil get one over on Zach because he always usually loses Zach. <laughs> in tags and singles, he just loses to Zach. So it was good that he got the victory on him, and I like the counters because it's just like, it's like that DNA from other matches showing themselves in this match. So that's cool, too. Zack Sabre Jr. continues to have really good matches, but he's not getting the results in this year's tournament to show for it, which is unfortunate because I I thought that he was going to have a really strong tournament going into this year's tournament, but that just really hasn't been the case as far as the points go in contending for the block win. Evil uh, taking off uh, uh, on his win against Sonata, so you know he's capitalizing on that, and he still looks good. And uh, I just think he gets better and better every time he has a high-profile singles match. And uh, I just wonder how long the tag team of Evil and Sonata is actually going to be around for before they kind of go into the singles ranks uh, separately. Yeah. In the battle of the great Muta pupils, Tanahashi faced off against Sonata. Sonata gets the skull in and swings Tanahashi around, but Tanahashi cradles him for a two count. Sonata counters back into the skull in, wraps the legs around Tanahashi, but he counters out. Tanahashi tries to counter out and does, and he locks on the skull in variation again. Tanahashi counters out into the sling blade. They trade strikes, and we get the dragon suplex by Tanahashi for a two count. Tanahashi heads up top. The high fly, high cross body follows. Tanahashi heads back up again and he hits the high fly flow and Tanahashi gets the win over Sonata. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed this match. but I kind of like their matches from two years ago. Like, well, 
you know, three years ago in 2016. But I'm, I'm going to have to watch those matches back-to-back or, like, over a course of a week. But I just really love those two matches for 2016. But this was really good, too, though. It's just, yeah, man, it sucks to see Sonata lose again. <laughs> he's been, he's, he's had, like, a really good tournament. Like, he just ain't getting the victories. But, I mean, ace is ace, so what can you do? Yeah, in this match, um, I didn't think that Tanahashi looked as um, – well, let me rephrase that. I thought he looked more fluent and he looked more abled than in most of the matches in the tournament so far. I don't know if he – the rest, coming off the rest, or if he kicked into a different gear because he was wrestling Sonata. But he looked really good and crisp in this match. And uh, he was right there, you know, for everything with Sonata toe to toe. I, I really enjoyed the match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our main event for night nine is the two undefeated members of this block face off as Kenta goes up against the IWGP heavyweight champion Okada. Okada looks for the Rainmaker, but Kenta counters into a rolling lariat. They come face to face, trading strikes. They continue to trade. Okada takes control until Kenta slaps the shit out of him repeatedly. Kenta counters the Rainmaker and he locks on a sleeper hole. Kenta avoids the million dollar dropkick. Okada counters to go to sleep into a spinning tombstone. Then he hits the Rainmaker and Okada remains undefeated with the win over Kenta. I like how they build up Kenta only to have him lose to fucking Okada. <laughs> it reminded me of the best of Super Juniors finals where they built up Shingo as this unstoppable force and then had Will beat him. <laughs> it's funny how they do that with people that used to be outside their company but are in their company now. That's not, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> but anyway, it was a really good match. It started slow. But it, it hit it hit it hit a stride, and what's funny is like it 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 didn't even feel like a long match. So <laughs> he, he, despite the runtime, but yeah, man, it was a cool match. Possible Carter out here just steamrolling people like the old seven pack. <laughs> I thought that this was one of those matches that was going to be a candidate for a time limit draw because the. Pinning combination came with less than five minutes to go in the match. When they made the call, I was like, "Uh oh, this is gonna be a draw." But Okada pulled it out. I think the people gained respect for Kenta in the loss. Mm. I think this was the match where they saw him go up against the best, and he didn't back down. He showed a lot of fighting spirit. And it seemed like the crowd started to kind of get behind him towards the end of the match. And it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of carries going forward. I like the contrast between Okada and Tanahashi. Tanahashi would not shake his hand, but Okada would. Right. <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty cool. Right, right. This is Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm here with my co-host, and Wash Darwin, you're listening to the reviews of nights 8 through 10 of this year's G1 Climax. You can find Cast a Strong Style on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and also YouTube. 
So we head into our final night, night 10. We start off with Chaos versus Chaos as Goto faces off against Yano. Yano undoes the buckle pad. He hits an atomic drop and cradles Goto for a two count. Goto fights back and he does this like weird kind of looks like it's going to be like an Indian death lot, but he turns it into a cradle and Goto gets the win. <laughs> like, I kind of like the mischief that Yano did, but I need him to give me some more like roll ups. Like, I need you to learn how to do a Gato clutch. I need you to just go study with Zach and get some more like sneaky shit. Small, small package every once in a while. Yeah, man, you can't you can't just be doing a roll up. You got you got to expand your base of your shenanigans. <laughs> you know, we expect more from you, Yano. We know you can do more, so do more. Hey, good win for Goto. I agree. In the strong style match of the evening, Ishi faced off against Juice Robinson. Pulp friction is countered. They trade, and Ishii decapitates Juice with a lariat. Juice is back up, and Ishii follows with an enziguri. Juice fights back. They trade headbutts, and Ishii kills Juice with a lariat for a two count. The brain buster is countered into a jackhammer by Juice. The left hand of God is blocked, but Juice hits the right instead. Pulp friction is countered into the dragon suplex and the sliding lariat for a two count. The Brain Buster by Ishii follows, and Ishii pins Juice Robinson to get the win. Hey, man. This was a fucking banger. This is one of my favorite Juice matches. And I'm not surprised that they have it against Ishii, because he just brings out the best on almost everybody. <laughs> so, this, this is this, this is one of the, those one of those matches I'll probably be thinking about at the end of the year, but... Yeah, man, they they really went all out. This is one of my favorite matches in G1. Yeah, this match was very, very, very physical. Uh, Juice Robinson's chest was all, you know, red. Surprised he didn't have uh, blood on his chest from all the chops and things he was taking. But he was uh, giving just as good as he was receiving. Ishii took a whole lot of punishment in this match, too. Like I said, this was the... Uh, strong style match of the evening as they just laid it on the line and laid it into each other and it was a great match very entertaining in Ishii again best bout machine in New Japan right now and uh, he just you know put another feather in his cap with this match against Juice Robinson yep Jeff Cobb faces Taichi in the next match two of the islands is countered but Cobb counters into the swinging Saito suplex Two of the islands is counted into a cradle for a two count. The Axe Bomber and the Enziguri follows by Taichi. The Taichi super kick is met by a super kick by Cobb. Taichi then shoves the ref in the way. We get a headbutt by Cobb and the standing moon so follows. Two of the islands connects and Jeff Cobb defeats Taichi. I like the different flavor that it had. And I just enjoyed the final stretch. Because it was a nice break for what we just saw in the previous match. So, so there was, they did a good job with that. And then the final stretch was pretty dope. Yeah, I was happy to see Taichi uh, get another win. Proving that he can, you know, outthink and 
outmaneuver the larger, stronger wrestlers that he comes up against. So they told a really good story. Uh, Jeff Cobb trying to use his power and, uh, you know, overwhelm Taiji and Taiji trying to use his guile and his cunning to pull out a win. And that's exactly what he did. Jay White versus Shingo is our next matchup. Shingo fires up and the last of the dragons is countered as White grabs the ref. Shingo takes out Ghetto and Made in Japan connects on White for a great near fall. Last of the dragon is countered. We get a super soup, the sleeper suplex by White and he hits another. The hot angle DDT follows and the Blade Runner finishes off Shingo. Yo, man, Shingo is just that dude. And I like how White bounced back from that um, not John Blaze match he had versus Cobb in the block match. Nice bounce back by Jay. <laughs> um, yeah, just Shingo's that man. He's just fucking killing it. I really like this version of Jay White. When the one who feels like he's got an advantage and he felt like he had an advantage over Shingo by Shingo being in, you know, a light heavyweight. So he came into this match really cocky. He didn't do as much of the stalling. And he was kind of carrying a lot of this action. That's the Jay White that I personally like to see. I don't really like to see the overly uh, kind of afraid Jay White. But the one who feels confident in his ability, yeah, give me that Jay White all day. And that's the Jay White that showed up here in this match. And like you said, very entertaining and a bounce back uh, from the match he had against Cobb. Mm-hmm. Main event of the evening for night 10. It's one of the ones everybody was looking forward to when the whole tournament was announced. As Naito faces off against John Moxley. Moxley counters the Destino with a rolling lariat and the OG Dirty Deeds follows for a two count. Moxley pulls the knee pad down and the knee trembler follows for a two count. Naito counters the Death Rider. They bite each other in the forehead and then Naito hits the Enziguri and a short Destino for a two count. Moxley counters Destino with the short Death Rider for his own two count. Moxley fires up and he hits the elevated Death Rider to pin Naito. Hey man, (laughs) this was wild. I like how they saved a lot of the crazy outside spots for this particular match. It mm-hmm. didn't. It, it wasn't. You didn't see that in the other block matches. So that was. That's just. That's smart booking on their part. And I kind of like. I've been making references to Moxie and Naito as being like certain Warner Brothers cartoons, <laughs> like. Like, you definitely felt early in the on, it was like Bugs Bunny, like, like Naito is like Bugs Bunny and like Moxie as Yosemite Sam, because like Naito was really getting in that man's fucking nerves, taking his time to get ready, take off his suit and jacket. <laughs> it's just, Naito's a great fucking throw. But yeah, awesome match. Another one of these dope matches from Moxley. As a Naito fan, I was disheartened at him losing, but. He's still alive. He has a chance. So we'll see. I was shocked. I didn't know which way this match was going to go. I thought that maybe uh, Naito would hand John Moxley his first loss. And then that would kind of be his springboard into getting back into contention to winning the block. 
but that was not the case. John Moxley with a very convincing win over Naito with his finisher. Uh, like you said, just a banger of a match. Um, really loved the uh, tag team match the day before where they kind of mixed it up and then they had yep. the aftermatch little thing and John Moxley was in the ring doing his Wusa. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. Trying to stay calm and not just rip uh, Naito's head off before it was time. And then he just unleashed everything he had. And like you said, Naito playing it cool just kind of built John Moxley's ire up more and more. And then they had a hell of a finish to this match. So another banger by John Moxley. And, uh, you know, Naito just doing what he does when he gets in the G1, just have great matches. Yep. Yeah. It's like in his post match promo, he was he spit that shit. He spit that real shit. He's like, anybody got a problem with me? Fuck y'all. There's so many words. <laughs> we know who you talking about, but we're not gonna get that motherfucker no time right now. Cause me, you, Terry Boy, we tired of clowning that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can hear all about that dude and us clowning him on uh, the dark match. Uh, it's titled Seth is Still Talking. So check that out over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. So give a quick overview of the point situation in the A block. Okada is leading the A block. He's 5-0. and He has 10 points. Kenta is in second place. He's 4-1. He has 8 points. Tanahashi's in third place with three. He's at three and two with six points. Eagles record is also three and two. He has six points. And Kota Ibushi is at three and two with six points as well. As we shift over to the B block, John Moxley, he's undefeated. He has a five and a record and 10 points. Ishii, he's three and two. He has six points. Juice Robinson, he's three and two. He also has six points. And Jeff Cobb, Taichi, Goto, Yano, Naito, Jay White, and Shingo are all two and three, and they all have four points. So we've got. Okay. Yep, go ahead. So, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say so right now we still have uh, a one person in each block undefeated the IWGP heavyweight champion, Okada, and the United States champion, John Moxley. Could we have a champion versus champion at the G1? I mean, you can. We've already seen champion champ versus champion matches in, in the blocks already. So. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you think that – would you be here for a Okada versus Moxley final? Does that sound appealing I mean, to you? I mean, it's, it'll be an interesting match from a spectacle point, and it'll be interesting to see what they can pull off, but that's not necessarily a match I want to see, but if I got it, I would make the best of it and try to enjoy it. Okay. Now, what would be, let's say, a final match that you would want to see? Give me Tanahashi versus Naito. Give me Naito versus Ibushi. Okay. All right. There you have or, it. Or, 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 or give me Ishii versus Okada. Ah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. So, like now, let, since we were asked this question earlier, and one of our contributors asked it, so we should just put it out there. So, who you got 
as the MVP of the A block, who you got as the MVP of the B block, and who you got the overall MVP thus far? Oh, man. Tough question. Um, Let's see. Let me pull that back up. My A block, um, Will Ospreay, I think, in the A block, just because if he isn't having a a five-star, if he isn't winning himself and having a five-star match, he's losing and having at least a four-star match. So I think Will Ospreay in the A block. And then the B block, got to go with Ishii, man. I mean, who else uh, can it really be? He's just been so good this year. In all of his big time matches, he's delivered, and the G one hasn't been any different. You know, I agree with you on both fronts, and I probably would like give Ishii overall. Actually, I wouldn't probably. I would give it to Ishii overall, but I really feel like Shingo is in the mix too. It's a lot of really strong performances in this tournament right now. Archer gets love too. Tanahashi's yeah. been really good. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, we were told Tanahashi's going to be breaking down. He having some of the best matches too. So, it's like, even Smarter, who be losing, is actually having good performances too. So, this is a really good G1, like, as far as, like, across the board, is people bringing their A games and not messing around. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has definitely. Um kicked it up into that second or third gear uh, once we've gotten deeper and deeper into the tournament. Uh, another thing that I think is helping is the uh, the nights are kind of spaced out a little bit more. Uh, we had a long break before we started night eight. And then we had three consecutive nights and then we had like a couple of days back off again. So I think that the new schedule is allowing these guys to at least be able to recover and put on more four-star matches uh, than probably that were able to in previous years when the schedule was a little bit more packed in and you had, you know, back to back to back to back to back to nights where these guys are out here wrestling three or four times in a week instead of the two times that they've been kind of going uh, here so far. Yep. It's going to be interesting next year with, like, the Olympics being in Japan. I don't know how that's going to affect the tournament. Oh, yeah, 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 because it's, it's going to be during this time right here. It's the Summer Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is going to be interesting with all those venues that um, they use. They're going to also be needing them for the Olympics. So, yeah, good point there. They may have to either start it a little bit later or maybe bump it up a little earlier. Yeah, if, right. If they're going to, you know, have conflicts with buildings. Because, you know, when the Olympics come, every available arena in your country, they're using it for something. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for the people before we uh, turn it over for the shout outs and thank yous? Any matches that you've been watching or anything, an old match or something that you might have stumbled across that you'd like to tell the people they need to put their eyes on? I'm not like, um... I, it's not really for me like that right now. I probably would say if you want to look at an old match, hmm, I probably should go look up DIY versus um the revival at Brooklyn Takeover. I think it's Brooklyn Takeover two, or go look at the one they had in um Canada. 
Did that match inspire too? Let's see. For as far as New Japan, really talent, really entertaining, old school match. Man, why not go check out AJ Styles versus Kota Ibushi from I think Invasion Attack 2015. I think. Yeah. I think that's the one. So, yep, yeah, 2015. Yeah. Yep. That's when AJ Styles was just the best wrestler in the world, hands down. Yep. Man, it's funny how like that in that four year period. Think about how much wrestling had changed from 2015 to 2019, where people, yeah. all the movement, um, you know, the, the New Japan being the hottest thing and having all these guys to now kind of happen to kind of reinvent itself and now rely more on the J- Japanese wrestlers and not so many of the foreigners who made it popular uh, for I, that two or three I, year I, period. I, yeah, I actually like this. I like New Japan more this year than I liked it last year because last year, the first half was pretty strong, but that back half was not as strong and it was frustrating to watch. So, right, because the people they had put so invested so much into Bullet Club, Kenny, and all that stuff, and then they started not showing up because they were getting AEW off the ground and it left mm-hmm. a void that very noticeable void. Yeah, but then, but the thing is, New Japan has so much talent, they kept on trucking. The only time you see issues with it is when they come to America. But everywhere else they go, they ain't really having no problems making money. So, there you go. All right, Mr. Anwar Starwin, at this time, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout-outs and thank yous for this week. Shout out to Jupiter the Julep because Jupiter the Julep will always get shout outs because that's my homie. That's my dog. Uh, shout out to what sleep though. Shout out to Mademoiselle because she, she, she stayed down by law. Um, shout out to my homie Dominique. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody else who takes the time to download and communicate with us. Shout out to our Mike, Mike today. Terry's boy. I ain't giving nobody else a shout out. That's it. <laughs> All right. I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. N. Worst Darwin for being able to join me here on Cast a Strong Style for nights 8 through 10 as we reviewed that on this episode. Give a shout out to everybody here on the CSPN, all of the podcasters and all the podcasts. You can also find Cast a Strong Style on our website at CSPN.us. Support our sponsors, subscribe to the Patreon page. As I told uh, the WrestleCast, um, I'll also tell this podcast as well. If you're looking for AEW stuff, most of that stuff is going to be residing over on the uh, dark match on our Patreon page. Once they get their weekly TV show up and running. So go ahead and get familiar with the Patreon page and the dark match. Uh, So in October, you can hear those weekly reviews of AEW's TV show because that's where you're going to find it. You won't, we're not going to make a new podcast. I'm not going to add it on to, as a WrestleCast, so it'll be on the Dark Match, so please subscribe over on the Patreon feed, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. And for my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast of Strong Style.